0: everyone, this is Glenda Dosa and you're watching Glenda's Dragon's Den. LD had promised to be here this week, but um, he got another mission that he's got to take care of before he can join us again. So, um, let's keep our fingers crossed and he'll be able to join us next week. Uh, Tonight, I want to thank you all for watching every single week and sending comments and emails. We appreciate everything that, and we read everything that you sent to us. Uh, And tonight we have a very special guest, uh, Karen Anderson. And um, her biggest thing is she communicates um, with pets. And I now just want to turn it over to her and let her tell you her story because it's fascinating and um it's something you usually don't hear welcome karen oh
1: gosh thank you so much i'm really 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 glad to be here tonight so thank you thank thank you you. i do have a very unusual story don't i um (laughs) you know as far back as i can recall i've always had an affinity for animals they were my first friend you know in life and i felt drawn to them i was always saving the, the little creatures that needed help or were hurt or lost or whatever was the situation. And I just knew, even at a very young age, that I wanted to work with animals. I wanted to be around them my whole life. And that has certainly turned out to be the case. So um, I can remember very early conversations I had when I was a little girl with our uh, family dog named Prince. and he was a beautiful, tricolored collie. And Lassie was, you know, the top show back then, and he looked mm-hmm. lassie. So I thought I had like a movie star dog. And he was <laughs> truly the uh, he's the one that showed me how to communicate. I shared my first nice. messages with him, yep. And they were very silly little conversations, but I would know things about him that a five or six-year-old shouldn't know. And Mm -hmm. I thought everybody could understand his messages. It never occurred to me that uh, I was doing something unusual or different. And plus, maybe your listeners and your audience can relate to this. I grew up in the 60s with disney movies Mm -hmm. and bugs bunny Mm -hmm. and everything i watched the animals could talk right everything bambi and jungle book and you know every all my favorite shows and even the ones like Lassie were lassie wasn't actually talking but lassie had this incredible bond with you know the the humans and and that's what really drew me in and i just loved it. And I drew upon all of those experiences, never realizing that, gee, maybe animals can't talk. So I just ran with it and um, ran into immediately a brick wall because it was not something that uh, my parents knew what to do with, unfortunately. I don't know if you've heard this this before where... uh, those abilities were sort of frowned upon in Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the household (laughs) i was told i had an overactive imagination that i needed to stop talking to the dog and you know it just really kind of uh, freaked them out that i knew things i shouldn't know so to all your your followers if you have a child that is showing abilities you know, support them, help them, encourage them, learn about it so that you can help them control what they're receiving instead of making them feel that they're doing something that they're not supposed to. Because that's what happened to me. So I basically pushed it down and I hid it from everyone. And and I I, I wish I hadn't have done that. But at the time, that's that's all I knew to do.
0: Yeah, as a child, they, they tell you that, you know, um, that that's bad, that you have an overactive imagination. So you start thinking there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you trust your parents. Um, and in those times, anybody that talked to and got messages, whether it be to ghosts or to pets, were looking at some psychological... Uh, right. there. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> yep. Indeed. So, you know, very early on, I, I just kept it to myself. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until many years later where it all resurfaced and I had this spiritual awakening or this, you know, light bulb moment where everything clicked and fell into place. And that was of all times when I was a deputy sheriff in mm-hmm. a little town in Colorado called Bailey. Mm-hmm. And, you boy oh boy there was just no stopping it at that point so um i had been practicing animal communication in my personal life at the same time never thinking that it would uh, go into my work or become part of what i was doing as a deputy i mean i never even put those two together Mm -hmm. and then crazy things started happening while i was on patrol I would respond to a uh, domestic violence or you know, one call I had was a man with a gun and I would get on the scene and try to figure out what was happening. And uh, it's not like TV where there's 52 squad cars that pull up, uh, it's not like that. This was the Mountain District and sometimes your nearest backup car was 45 minutes, half an hour away. So it was usually right. just me. It's just me there and i began to get if there was a, an animal there on the scene i began to get information from the animals about what happened mm-hmm. it was crazy and i really truly thought you know i was losing my mind because i would hear things in my head but it was in my voice but it, it was something i wasn't thinking about Like I would hear where a suspect was hiding or who the aggressor was, or I'd see what actually happened before I arrived on scene. So really crazy things started to happen that I couldn't explain. And again, being in law enforcement, credibility is everything. If you don't have credibility, Mm -hmm. you know, forget about it, you know, right. Go, go back to your, your day job. Right. (laughs) So, um, I didn't tell anyone. I kept it all to myself because it sounded really crazy, even to mm-hmm. me, even though it was happening to me. But it fascinated me at the same time and I thought, what else can I find out? What do the animals know? What can they share? How can they how can they do this? You know, I'm a total stranger to them and yet they're sharing specific details about a crime. Or criminal activity. I mean, that, that's fascinating because they mm-hmm. don't have agendas. They don't worry, oh, um, I can't say anything because that's my mom or that's my dad. They just yeah. share it because yeah. they saw it. So it all just would come out, and um, it just blew me away. I I just couldn't get enough of it.
0: Mm. So um, in a way, it made you a better officer because you were able to find those clues and find who knows maybe uh, maybe at some point there was a gun hidden or something like that and you heard it you know from the animals oh they hit it here they hit it there so um i am sure that made you um, very very good at it
1: well it, it it did and i was a rookie i mean straight out of the academy so you know you're trying extra hard anyhow and i was <laughs> right. the, i was the only female on the department so then i was trying even harder at that point right mm-hmm. because it was very male dominated so uh, the last thing that i wanted to do was to mess up or to lose my credibility so i was was very diligent and you know again i kept everything to myself you know One particular story that I would love to share with you uh, that um, I remember so vividly. I got a call to a crime scene or a 911 call. Excuse me. It was a 911 call Mm -hmm. where there was a man with a gun was the call. And so I arrived on scene. And when I showed up, there was this um, gentleman. um, I have to be careful. I can't say older anymore because now I'm older. But at the time he was older, than, at the time he was older than me. And he was he had was covered in blood. He was walking around waving a gun, but he was covered in blood, his, just everywhere, his face, his head, his hands, everything. And um I get there and there's just total chaos. He's he's not telling me what's happening. Um, it was something about his dogs, it was something about the neighbor's dogs, and um I had to you know try to figure out what was going on. And since he was the only person that I came in contact with, I noticed that his two dogs were in the house. So mm-hmm. I said, well, let's go in the house and talk about this. I you know, got the gun away from him, of course, and secured it. And as I was in the house, I was trying to take his statement. His dogs kept showing me this image of him with a shovel going after the neighbor dogs. Oh. So I kept seeing this image from his dogs as i'm talking to the man he's across the table from me and i'm and his dogs are sending me this image so his story was not corroborating with what the dogs were telling me the dogs <laughs> were telling me that he was the one that went after them he right. was telling me that the neighbor dogs had come after him on his property but mm-hmm. it actually turned out and i validated later That there was another across the street neighbor that witnessed it and he confirmed that this man was the aggressor and went after the neighbor dogs with a shovel wow so if i had taken this man at face value for his statement of what he was telling me it looked like his neighbor's dogs came over and attacked him on his property where Mm -hmm. actually that wasn't the case and he was going to go shoot them. So he ran in and got his gun and was going to go shoot the neighbor dogs. And the dogs knocked him down to the ground and they started attacking him because he was trying to hit him with Mm -hmm. the shovel. So talk about a mess. I mean, this was a messed up story. And yet his dogs basically threw him under the bus (laughs) (laughs) because they told me the truth of what really happened. He wasn't being honest. But his dogs were being honest. And that's what I love about the animals. They don't have agendas. They share right. exactly what they see. And it's not about, you know, trying to keep somebody from getting in trouble. They mm-hmm. just share what happened. So that was that was pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I bet. It's, and the best part is like this way you didn't have to... Because from what I understand, there's a lot of places that if the dogs are very aggressive, you have to put them down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that would have been terrible to do when they had nothing to do with it. They were just defending themselves.
1: They were defending themselves, and he had bites all over him. I mean, they really got him. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. bad. They they got him good, but, um, you know, his story just wasn't holding up. And then, fortunately, there was a neighbor who could, you know, basically eyewitness tell me what he saw. So, you know, that really kind of opened up this whole other world to me of what else can the animals tell us? And eventually that led me to other cases. I had another case where there was a, a missing boy, a little boy got lost in the national forest and they had a pet dog. And it uh, the dog basically showed me the direction that the little boy went in, which was nowhere near where everybody else was looking. And we ended up finding him in the direction that his dog told me. So, you know, little things like that, that just the, a flash of an image, the dog just flashed to me where the little boy had gone, um, saved him. So mm-hmm. that's pretty remarkable.
0: That, that's wonderful. Uh, you're giving me chills here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you it, know. It, it gave me chills too, because I couldn't believe it was happening. and. And it really, I, I wanted to learn so much. I wanted to learn everything I could about it. So that's where I dove in and right. really started sharpening my skills. Now as a, as a deputy, I was raising my awareness for my own personal safety. So I was right. tuning in to my personal surroundings more. I was listening more to my intuition because right. I had to stay safe while mm-hmm. I was on duty. And again, I was usually on scenes by myself. You know, maybe there would be an, one other officer there, but it certainly isn't anything like what you see on TV. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. I had I had to really rely on my other senses to stay safe. And when, when I combined that with the animal communication that I had been practicing, it came into the perfect storm. And that's where everything just started to snowball for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And um it kept you safe. It's definitely it one of it.
1: Yeah. Um, kept me safe and uh, yeah, it was just a, a fascinating experience for sure.
0: Now um what made you leave the deputy? Pissing.
1: Well um There were many different reasons but primarily i really felt that even though i loved i love being a cop i love law enforcement i have absolutely no regrets about it that wasn't my calling Mm. that was a stepping stone to get me to where i needed to go Mm. and i realized that not on a conscious level but i felt pulled toward animal communication i really felt that that's where I needed to be. And back when this was happening, this was over, this is back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So we're going way back. Animal right. communication wasn't really a thing back then, mm. you know, it wasn't as common as it is today. So I was basically following a path into the unknown. Mm. And giving up a career and following this dream and passion I had. And it's kind of crazy now. And I think back on it, it's like, what the heck was I doing? But you were
0: listening to your guide. I
1: right? was, yeah. I, I listened, you know why Glenda? Because yeah. prior to that, I had spent almost 20 years in the mortgage industry and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I got fired. I got in trouble. Um, every place I ever worked for either laid me off or closed down. I mean, it was just a twenty years of yuck. Right. And my guides were screaming at me, "You're <laughs> in the wrong career." So they made my life miserable for me. So I would get out mm-hmm. and. Um, It took me a while, but I finally got the message. So ever since then I realized I need to pay attention to to what's in here. What what is the little voice? What are you hearing in your head? What are you feeling in your heart? It wasn't in alignment with anything I had done. So it was very scary. Mm -hmm. And I don't get scared by a lot of things. I don't. I mean, as a police officer,
0: it takes a lot to scare
1: (laughs) me. But when you when you leave everything behind and you follow a passion and everyone around you your closest family members your friends they all think you're nuts that's really scary to just trust and that's what i did and that's what i want to encourage all of your followers your audience your listeners everyone who's tuning in you have to trust that little voice that passion that where you're being drawn, where you're being pulled. That's your life purpose, even Mm -hmm. if it's not clear, You have to just don't worry about how to make it all happen. You got to let go of the outcome. You just got to say, well, I'm being drawn to this. Like me, it was animal communication. I'm just going to practice and get as good as I can get. And that's what I did. And the how it happened wasn't up to me. I just needed to walk that path and and go there. And then everything else happened. Opportunities started to happen. Things started to uh, basically roll and, mm-hmm. and open up for me. And you, you can't worry about, well, how the heck am I going to do this? You just have to trust. And I think a lot of people have a hard time with that. Just yes. trusting. Yeah.
0: And just, um, going with the flow and knowing that Deep down, you know, everything is going to be OK. So just go. Right. Just do one, of first, uh, one of the
1: first one of the first conventions I ever did was here in Spokane. I live in eastern Washington and um, I went to this convention as a vendor right when I started. I was so brand new. I was didn't know what I was doing. So I was at this, uh, it's called pet fest here in Spokane. It's at the county fairgrounds. And I had a booth and I had, you know, to sign up for a session and I had a little raffle going on and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, absolutely nobody would talk to me. It's like I had, you know, COVID or something back before (laughs) COVID was even around. It's like, no one would even come near my booth. Well, the local, um, local news guy came sauntering by and he's like oh i don't want communication what the heck is this and he stuck the microphone in my face and i just started talking about it i don't even know what i said well it aired on every you know break that the newscast had and the next thing i knew there were people pouring in to come in and get a session with me it was crazy so this one girl came in with her pitbull this beautiful pitbull and and she said um you know i want to get a session and at that time i was not uh, polished enough to do an in-person session in the middle of a convention with you know people walking around and all the ambient noises i you know i needed to book it out later but she right. insisted she said i drove you know two and a half hours to get here this weekend and i i want a session with you so I thought, okay, Karen, come on, you can do this. You can do this. So I brought her over to my little car table and I sat her down and her pit bull was busy watching the wiener dog races that were going on <laughs> next, right? So there's <laughs> all this <laughs> chaos going on. And I tuned into this dog and the dog says to me, you need to help my mom. And I thought, okay, what, how do I need to help your mom? And the dog said, tell her to stop doubting. All right. Stop doubting. Well, what is she doubting? And the dog wouldn't answer. I said, well, you have to tell me what she's doubting or, you know, I don't know how to tell that to your mom. And, and the message I got was it's something really big. And it was like the dog showed me it was like bigger, like way up into the ceiling. Big. Right. Stop doubting. It's a really big thing. So I thought, OK. So again, weenie dogs are racing back and forth over here. And I'm sitting across from the the gal. And um, she's like, well, what's my dog saying? You know, what are the messages? And I said, well, the message is that you're supposed to stop doubting. I said, I don't know what it is, but your dog says it's really big, and it's, like, bigger than this room, this really big thing. Stop doubting, stop doubting. You know, do you know what this is? Because I don't. Well, all of a sudden, she just broke down and started sobbing. And I thought, what the heck did I do? (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Karen. (laughs) Yeah, you know, way to make a client happy. So, um, she finally composed herself and she said, How did you know that? She's blowing her nose, you know, how did you know that? Tears, you know, the whole thing. I said, How did I know what? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Nobody knows this, but I've been doubting the existence of God.
0: Wow, wow.
1: <laughs> and I went, wow (laughs) okay that's a really big thing no wonder the the dog couldn't tell me what is how do you how does an animal explain god to you well it's this really big thing right so she had been really struggling she'd talked to different uh religious um factions and just she was trying to figure out what really happened in life and her dog told me wow crazy
0: that, that's amazing,
1: that is amazing. <clears throat> excuse me it was it was really powerful and the weenie dogs were still going <laughs> <laughs> and you do readings so you know you get yes. this
0: right yeah <laughs> and, and when you're about to sit in front of the person that's when everything starts the music starts yeah. the 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 crowds come in the everything and you're like okay how do i just focus focus yep
1: yep and there's people down there come on little buster you know come on little susie and they're rooting on their little wiener dog and here's karen going ah <laughs> oh. I'm trying to focus here, people. (laughs) It's not like bewitched. You know, she just wiggled her nose and everything. (laughs) 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 Right? No, it takes focus and concentration. I mean, sometimes we get images and downloads. You know, sometimes it's in your face, but sometimes it's not. And you have to... (laughs) (laughs)
0: You have to to kind of knock on the door, open the door, and, you know, just let it come in, so.
1: Yeah, and Um, so from there, you know, it was mm -hmm. just really truly about um, learning their language, because there is a language. Animals, it's not like us learning Spanish or, you know, something like that, but when you learn to communicate, it's much like when you learn to communicate with a human spirit. Mm -hmm. There's a... transference of energy right sometimes you see an image sometimes you hear words sometimes you feel a feeling sometimes it's all of the above right. sometimes you have no clue what they're showing you but as you describe it to the person they know exactly what you're describing mm-hmm. and you evolve into understanding what certain things mean and did you you work with symbols at all like for me yes. Okay. If I see um, like a little bottle of insulin, of course, obviously I know there's a diabetic or, you know, something along those lines. If I see a drop of blood, that's, you know, blood issue, blood related, high blood pressure, something. If I see a heart, you know, a heart usually means love, but if it's placed over the person, like if I Mm -hmm. see the heart over the person, and it's not like a pretty Valentine heart, then I know there's a heart problem there. So you start to pick up these little symbols Mm -hmm. and you learn their language. And that's really what I did for many, many years. I just learned their language and and I conducted thousands upon thousands of sessions. And I found that I was drawn and gravitated most towards the afterlife sessions. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to get a clear and accurate message from a living animal. I mean, that's mind blowing enough, right? Right. I mean, that's truly mind blowing. But when you get a message from a departed pet And it is so specific and I am an evidential medium. Mm -hmm. I look for facts. I Mm -hmm. seek out accurate uh, information. I don't like to give general feedback. (laughs) And I would experience in the midst of conducting a session, delivering, um, for instance, um, I'll give you a perfect story. Uh, In my newest book, I I write about this story of a little dog named Argyle where he kept showing me a a giant glass of red wine. Mm -hmm. Giant glass. Like it wasn't just a normal glass. It was giant. And I thought, oh, that's kind of weird to myself. That's kind of weird. Uh, Normally, you know, they talk about their favorite things or their favorite treats or you know something funny they did and uh, so I didn't say anything and I was uh, not too sure yet and I was trying to get more information but Argyle wasn't talking so (laughs) the session goes on I'm delivering other messages boom he sends me the glass of red wine again and I'm thinking oh man what is this what you know I thought for a split second you know maybe it's an addiction maybe there's an alcoholic maybe there's an alcohol issue And I did not want to bring that up. So I didn't say anything. I was like, I'm not going there. So continuing on with the (laughs) session, boom, there's the glass of red wine again. And I thought, okay, I have a rule. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: If an animal sends me a message three times, I'm delivering it because it's important. Right. So I just apologized profusely to Argyle's mom. And I said, I don't know what this is and I don't know the meaning behind it. But why would Argyle be showing me a giant glass of red wine? Total silence. She's on the phone with me. And then she's like, oh, my gosh, Karen. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe this. Nobody knew about that okay nobody knew about what (laughs) on their last trip together one of their last Mm -hmm. trips maybe Mm -hmm. even their last trip together before he transitioned right they drove across the us to a winery in oregon called the argyle winery wow and because his name was argyle he was treated like royalty there, like he was a mascot of the winery and everybody was like oogling over him. And he was they have pictures of Argyle in front of the Argyle winery sign with big giant glasses of red wine.
0: <laughs> it, that's Thank amazing.
1: goodness it wasn't <laughs> a drinking problem because that would not have been fun but yeah you just you just never know i had another dog one time um that was had passed on and i was connecting at another convention no Mm -hmm. weenie dog races this time and uh (laughs) and um i was with the mom and the grandma to the to the dog so i just had a picture i just had the dog's pictures and Um, The mom and the grandma to the dog were crying and obviously very upset and they kept saying I just want to know that he made it to the other side. Okay I just want to make sure that you know He's safe and and that he's with our our other cat because they were so close and So can you ask him please? So I tried so hard Glenda. I tried I was like Are you okay? Are you on the other side? Are you with your other loved ones? Are you with the cat? I got nothing All I saw were these big, giant, like, cow-sized spots. That's all I saw. Big spots. That's it. I got no words, no feelings, nothing, just spots. And I tried and tried several times. All I saw were spots. So I just finally looked at the mom and the grandma, and I said, I am so sorry, but I'm not getting anything. Every time I ask, all your dog is showing me are these big, giant, black spots. And they both went, (gasps) Their cat on the other side was white with big black spots. Amazing. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's very hard to communicate. And even though sometimes we keep practicing and all that and you establish a dictionary, as I call it, every once in a while they just throw you something different. So it's, uh, it's
1: you never know what they are to say. And it's also kind of crazy because like the English language is kind of weird sometimes, like <clears throat> I was working on a missing cat um, session with a client of mine mm. in um, New York and the cat said, um, tell her I'm in the gardens. I'm in the gardens, like repeatedly mm-hmm. kept telling me that. And she said, Karen, I'm sorry, but that's wrong. And, and I said, "Well, why? Why?" And she says, "I live on the 112th floor of a high-rise. There's no gardens here. Mm. There's nothing. You, there's no terrace, no balcony. There's no garden. We're in New York. We're in Manhattan. And, well, I didn't know that. I said, "Well, <sighs> I'm hearing your kitties in the gardens. You know, all I can do is deliver what they tell me. That's all I right. can do is share what they tell me. So." Fast forward, we ended the session, a few days went by, I get this email from her saying, you won't believe this, but I had put a poster up in the building next to us, and somebody from the building called me and said they had my cat, they were trying to find her owner. She said when she went over to that building next door, she looked at this signage on the front of the building, and it said, the gardens. Oh, wow. The building was called
0: The Gardens. The Gardens. <laughs> you just never know. It just never know Crazy. It is. It is. So, um, you've written a couple of books. Let's talk I about I have written. Yes.
1: <clears throat> I've documented this crazy experience of mine and yes, mm-hmm. I have I have 3 books now. Um, mm-hmm. Hear All Creatures The amazing afterlife of animals and the pet i can't forget which just came out in um, the fall of last year i've got them sitting on my table back there right
0: people can find you on amazon there
1: yep they're on amazon you can order them through my website they're on audible and um it's truly uh it's not sad. I mean, there's sad parts. How can you write about deceased pets and not be sad? I mean, come right. on, There there's gonna be sad parts, of course, mm-hmm. but the overall theme and the stories are so powerful and so transformative and so inspirational, it's just gonna blow your mind. And um, it's to me, that's why I gravitated toward the afterlife, communication because i would be in a session with a client and deliver a message like argyle and the wine or you know something significant to me but Mm -hmm. you know it meant everything to argyle's mom that from that moment on there was no doubt in her mind that argyle was fine alive and well in the afterlife that he was with her he was communicating with me he was showing Mm -hmm. something fun they had just done Everything changed in that split second. And that's what I write about. I write about those transformative moments where you can feel the grief just lifting. And, and everything shifts from that dark place of sorrow and sadness when we lose somebody that we love so much to, oh, my gosh, they're showing Karen that? Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could only do that if they still exist right. somewhere, somehow. But, you know, we humans, just because we can't see it, feel it, touch it, hear it, we think yeah. they're gone. They're gone right. forever, right? But they're not. And that's what the books are about. Incredible stories, amazing transformations. And the newest book, The Pet I Can't Forget, is all about signs from the afterlife and how... Right how they send them, where to look for them, um, all the different signs there are. Like um, a lot of people get feathers or pennies Mm -hmm. from their beloved companions. Some people will find a tuft of fur when there's no way that fur can be there in a spot that was clean before or no other pets in the house. There's um, a great story I have with um, one of my dear, dear clients, um her name is cindy and we've had oh my gosh so many sessions together over the years but we were having a an afterlife session one time and um she was missing her kitty and so i was delivering all of these messages to cindy and all of a sudden i said i'm supposed to say happy birthday to you Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Karen, it's my birthday. This was my birthday present to myself to have this session. And, oh, my gosh, my kitty knows it's my birthday. And she was thrilled, right? I mean, who wouldn't be thrilled that their kitty said happy birthday? Their departed kitty said happy birthday. So we hung up the phone, and she was outside uh, the building where she lived or worked or wherever she was, and she saw something moving in the bushes. So she goes over and look, and it was a – one of those mylar balloons that said, happy birthday on it. Oh, wow. Right yes. after the session. I mean, and it it's just random. It wasn't like her balloon. It was just there randomly. And crazy, yes. crazy things have happened.
0: Mm. Now, um, tell us about your nonprofit.
1: My nonprofit. So, um. As I shared with you in the beginning, I've been all about the animals my whole life. In fact, my dream was to win the lotto and open a um, an animal sanctuary. But I didn't want the kind of sanctuary where they got adopted out. I wanted this to be a sanctuary where they stayed and lived and it was their forever home. So that's what I created. I created the Painted Rain Ranch animal Mm -hmm. sanctuary. We are on 30 beautiful acres in eastern Washington, pine trees, 80 feet tall, beautiful rolling hills. It's gorgeous. And what sets us apart is that I bring here the pets no one else wants. I save the pets that are overlooked, Mm -hmm. the ones that are elderly, uh, special needs, injured the ones that have problems the ones that have been in the shelters the longest that have no pending adoptions the ones that no one else want come here and they live here on this ranch this is their final refuge they never get adopted out they stay here as part of the family and it is my total childhood lifelong dream come true so you are officially speaking to the head pooper scooper of <laughs> main ranch. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> and there's a lot of it. Let me tell you, uh, we have um, we have a lot of wonderful animals here. And the one thing that I want to talk about that is so important, what I've discovered. We just launched a few years back, but the transformations that I have witnessed, when an animal finally feels loved, Mm. when an animal finally feels like somebody cares about them and they don't have to worry about struggling to live or where their next meal is coming from, the transformations are amazing, and sometimes their medical conditions disappear or lessen. It's like they, they they, shed that like the skin of a snake and they leave it behind mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. now they have love and they have somebody who takes care of them and wants them and spoils them rotten. I have a lot of spoiled animals here. <laughs> so um, that has been one of the most amazing things to me. I wasn't expecting that. I thought that, that if they showed up with, you know, a certain health problem that they would have at the whole time that they were here. And that just isn't always the case. I mean, there's some that of course have issues that don't go away, but it's just, we got to give these guys another chance. They deserve it. You know, it's not their fault that at the hands of a human, most likely they ended up at the shelter. Most likely it was a human involved. It's not their fault. They deserve love and they deserve a chance, and that's what I do. I give these animals their chance, and Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of that. It is my passion, and because that is my passion, all the proceeds from my books Mm -hmm. we haven't talked about yet are my coaching programs, but all the proceeds from my coaching programs, and I also have colleagues who, conduct animal communication sessions and donate a portion of those proceeds to the animals on the ranch. So everything goes to the ranch. So if you sign up for private coaching with me, it doesn't go in my pocket, it's donated to the animal sanctuary. And I think that's a beautiful thing because I feel like I'm paying it forward I'm helping mm-hmm. the animals and I'm living my dream. I mean, it's truly, it's like, pinch me. Am I really doing this? <laughs> Is this really happening? And and you know what? If I can do this, Glenda, mm-hmm. anybody. I don't have any special skills. I wasn't psychic before I started this. I don't come from a long line of you know, shamans or whatever in my family. I just right. decided i'm going to listen to what i feel and hear not what society wants me to do Mm -hmm. i'm not going to listen to that i'm going to listen to me and Mm -hmm. what calls to my heart and in spite of all the mean comments and lack of support that i've received over the years in spite of all of that i did just that And it has made all the difference in the world. And if I can do it, anyone can. Anyone can.
0: Yeah, because you put your passion into it. Yes. You were not, oh, I'm not sure. You just trusted and went for it. You know, there's
1: a lot of times I thought, what the heck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i am totally crazy um there were many nights uh that i would wonder uh how it was all going to work but again i let go of the outcome and i just paid attention to where i was drawn i have right. wonderful guides my spirit team my spirit helpers they've never steered me wrong and and truly you know and trusting yourself you have to trust you know, if you like something, if you're drawn to something, pay attention. You're getting that for a reason. There's something there that calls to all of us. It could be cooking or singing or playing the piano. I mean, it doesn't have to be pets like it was for me. What calls to your heart? What have you put on the back shelf because people around you have poo-pooed it? Yeah. You know, that's that's your dream, that's your passion, and it's waiting for you to go come and get me. I'm right here. I'm within reach. Yeah, you got to
0: work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to work. work at everything, at everything though, no matter you what work. you do. So and you I've never have... been,
1: a, I've never been one to back down from a challenge ever, ever, right. ever, ever. So um, it, it truly is, um, you know, a, a beautiful thing when you can take something that you love and create joy and happiness and an animal sanctuary out of it. And I'm proud, I'm proud of the work that I've done. And um, I'm proud of my books. They're all in the uh, Amazon bestseller list. We right. have three books right now in the top 17. I've got the number two spot and the number three spot today with Amazing Afterlife of Animals and The Pet I Can't Forget. Wow. So you know it's mm-hmm. it's a huge accomplishment, and the thing is, those books are helping people heal. They're helping them move out of that dark place,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, you know, again, just sharing my experiences, sharing my stories, and the amazing transformations. It's it's just a, a beautiful
0: thing. And you know, everybody says, "Oh no, she it's." Just- about the animals, people get pets, yada yada. But no matter what it is that you have a passion for, that you put it aside because people didn't agree with you, that brings healing to someone else. It, it does. really does, one way or another. You know, uh, somebody who's been playing guitar put it aside because old his parents said, "No, you have to be an attorney, or you have to be doing right. this or that." Once he puts his his passion back on the burner and not on the burner but the actual fire and gets that going he's going to be healing people with music
1: that's right and you know everything falls into place when you stand in the middle of your truth of what you're supposed to be doing everything falls into place doors open opportunities happen if Mm -hmm. you're in a spot right now where everything's going wrong and you kept you know get in trouble like me or get laid (laughs) off or you know your relationships fall apart. Hello.
0: Hello? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> pay attention. Someone's trying to get a message to you. You're doing the wrong thing or you're with the wrong person or you're in the wrong job. You need to pay attention to what's in here and don't live in fear. Yes. Fear doesn't exist. Fear is just a perception mm-hmm. and you just power through it. And you know, it, it just, it brings me back to the, to the nonprofit. And I, I have to shift back there again
0: because oh,
1: we, we, we need donations all the time. Right. There's never a time where we don't need them. I have an Amazon wish list. I have a Chewy wish list. I have a Walmart Roundup. You can also donate on my website. You can donate on the paintedrainranch.org website. Mm-hmm. I've got a Facebook page for the ranch that you can donate on. We need donations all the time because our animals are here forever. So if you want to help and you don't know how to help and you want to know that that donation is going right to the animal Then send us something go to our Amazon wish list or our chewy wish list or something You know, we are so grateful and I thank everybody who includes a thank you note If you don't give me a thank you note, I can't thank you because I don't know who it's from I'll just get a package of dog food and I won't know who it's from So be sure to put a little thank you note in there so I can get on the computer and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but truly, we we do need donations all the time, always. And um, I, I want to also share that um, I do private coaching. I have an online course for beginners. So if this is something that, ooh, that sounds kind of fun. I want to learn animal communication. Anyone can learn as long as you have a love for animals and the desire to learn a new skill. Right. Plus, in my beginner's course... Mm-hmm. It's online. It's self-paced. You're not in a big, you know, group with a hundred other people. Uh, you log in when you want, you practice when you want and you get personal feedback from me. I am your coach in the beginner's mm-hmm. course. That's unheard of. It's unreal. Right. Nobody mm-hmm. does that. I'm crazy Karen. And I do that <laughs> Why? because I want to help you. I want to share my knowledge with you. So that's mm-hmm. what I do. I can't say I'm going to do it forever because you know, mm-hmm. I can't do it forever. So while I'm doing that, jump on it. And then for intermediate advanced levels, I do private one-on-one coaching where we get on a Zoom and it's just you and me. Mm -hmm. And I help you through all the aspects of either perfecting your craft, even the business and marketing side of it, all of that. And again, proceeds from All of those courses and coaching goes to the nonprofit, So that is a tax deduction for you were allowed by law Which is
0: amazing. It is amazing And you know, you don't see that too often and especially if you're one-on-one that is very special Most of the courses
1: out there and i've taken a bunch of courses. Yeah, um, they're usually big group meetings And you're, you know, you're trying to raise your hand in a group of like, you know, hundreds of people and get your question answered. It's I don't like that. So I did not set up the model that way. I set it up so that you work one on one with me. I give you 100 percent of my attention. You're not competing with anyone. And I gear the program around your skills. So if you are, you know, really good at something, I'll make you even better. And if you're not really good at something, I'll make you really good at it. So <laughs> your experience is going to be different from the next guy who's different from the next guy. It's not one of these one size fits all kind of thing. You know, most of the programs that I've taken, they're slideshows or they're pre-recorded or they're, you know, just not personal, personalized programs at all. And I didn't want to do that. I, I want to... I don't appeal to the masses. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not going to be that person that has 5,000 people that I'm coaching. I'm not that person. I'm for the mm-hmm. individual. You know why? There was no one who helped me when I started. Right. I had to figure this all out by myself. And I made a promise to myself that I've kept, that mm-hmm. if I ever got to a position where I could, help somebody if they were really passionate about it I was going to do everything I could to see them be successful so that's Mm -hmm. what I've kept that promise to myself I pay it forward so everything I do right now is for the animals Mm -hmm. and everything I do right now is for those who have the passion like me that Mm -hmm. think that this is fascinating and they want to learn how to do this you know Come and check it out. I right. Like I said, I can't see. I'm going to be coaching forever. You know, if this airs 10 years from now, five years from now, I don't know. Right. But right now, I'm here and I'm available.
0: Right. So. Yes, in uh, my classes, I try to keep them small, too. It's on Zoom, but still, it's, it's no more than 10 to 15 people. Top.
1: It's hard when you get yeah. a lot of people in there because you can't it's a lot to juggle and it, it turns into a, you know, did I really help everyone or was I just trying to juggle? So Mm -hmm. I really, um, I really want to focus on the individual. And I know that there's um, many choices now Mm -hmm. for coaching and programs and um, you know, I, I, I understand that but the one thing that I will promise is that you will work directly with me not an admin, not a robot you will work directly mm-hmm. with me and and you will you will definitely come through that program a changed mm-hmm. person you will have I will throw so I will fire hose you with knowledge
0: <laughs> <laughs> knock you out of your yeah. chair. I, I'm the same way. I, I even tell them, you know, you have a question in the middle of the night, don't text me, please. But you could email me, and I'll promise I'll on. I, I know. <laughs> so, I, I especially like, have to tell the East Coast people, <laughs> please.
1: I'm on this. I'm on Pacific Time Zone. You know, yeah. just be mindful of the time zone, please. <laughs> right. I go to sleep early. You know. <laughs> I have to remind them. Remember the time zones?
0: Yes, yes. Um, so this is wonderful. You, yes. You
1: oh, so I much- almost forgot. I almost forgot. I have a Facebook group. It's okay. a practice group. It's called Animal Communication Planet. And you okay. can join us. It's open to all levels. And I pop in as often as I can. And I there's some Um, past videos I've done of free training and what we do is we're a practice group so you post your pet, other people Mm -hmm. practice with your pet and then so on and so forth and then everyone practices with each other's pet and then you can see the feedback of what everybody got and it's a, a loving group of people and it's a wonderful place to learn and expand your skills perfect
0: perfect now, is there anything that we haven't yes. covered that you want to say?
1: Yes. One more.
0: Okay. I
1: have I have a free mobile app. Okay. You can download it right now. It's called Pet Loss, Hope, and Healing with the and sign. Pet Loss, right. Hope, and Healing. You mm-hmm. can find it on my website. You can go to the App Store if you're in the iPhone. You can go to Google Play if you're in Android and download it free you can opt in as a member for free and get even more free training and more perks it's all free mm-hmm. and there's also a web version uh that is petlossapp.com mm-hmm. i forgot to give you that earlier but i think it was on my link tree uh that yeah, yeah. i think it is the web yeah. version does not have as many bells and whistles as the mobile version, but we're adding new and more content all the time. So if you want afterlife insights, animal communication um, information, there's podcasts, mm-hmm. there's articles, there's a gallery where you can have your pet's uh, picture added. There it is. I just there saw it on there.
0: the screen. <laughs> PetLoss.com.
1: Wow, that was like magic. Yeah. <laughs> i know and it is the most downloaded app that my developer has so i'm very proud of that app so
0: check it out there's
1: lots of stuff even some of my plant-based recipes because i am a plant-based girl
0: okay perfect uh well karen it's a pleasure and i Really would love to have you back, you know, thank you talk a little more about all this. Uh, just want to thank our audience and please go download the, the app, go check her groups out, go check her stuff out. This is all to help pets, help animals. You know, you can't come on guys. Even the app is free. Let's go for it. Let's support this. Let's pay it forward. All right. So I'd like to say thank you and um it's wonderful that you're here. Stay with, with me for a second. And as always, we send love, we send blessings, and I love you. Bye guys.
1: Thanks so for tuning in.